Hey everyone, welcome into the Pro Football Ireland podcast. That is the PFI College Football Show. Delighted to be joining you today. Michael McQuaid, delighted to be joined with Derek Harder, Colin Diggin, and Michael Lavery. Two Armagh lads and a Kerry lad and and a Shrimon lad. Don't tell anyone. Um, here to talk about quarterbacks as we get closer to the NFL draft, which I believe is next week at the time of recording on this podcast, April 27th from Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, let's talk some quarterbacks today. We're going to start off with Devin Witherspoon, Illinois. Here, Dara, hell of a name. Hell of a name. Oh, yeah. Witherspoon um, has been a very popular boy for a lot of his life. He had as many offers as I had Guinness on Paddy's Day. The thing that really gets me, you know, for him though, is um, in terms of his ability at cornerback, he is a very, very good tackler. But his experience in man coverage across college in his career so far has been second to none. How high could you see him going in the draft? Yeah, well, I mean, it's going to be between him and, and the next player we talk about. Um, spoiler alert: Christian Gonzalez as as our top two corners by. In in what is probably this the strongest cornerback class we've seen in quite some time. Uh, Witherspoon has he played in an absolutely stacked secondary at Illinois. It was one of the best in the country, despite maybe not being one of the biggest programs you're going to hear of in the rankings. But um, he uh, I mean, he was aggressive at times. I guess that can bleed into the the fact that the the, the secretary behind him was so good that he had he had players like uh, Sidney Brown behind him to to keep him right. I suppose. Uh, that overaggressiveness burned him from time to time, but overall, he's he's a sticky player in man coverage. He can he can run with absolutely anybody. He's a he's got the height. He's a little bit lean, but I think in terms of what teams want to see in a first round cornerback, Witherspoon ticks pretty much every box. Connell, um, bit of a lean frame. The, does that concern you at all? And how, is it is he your number one on on this board for this position? Uh, he. He isn't my number one because, you know, as Dara said, like Christian Gonzalez is a player in this draft. And I think Christian Gonzalez is, you know, we're going to talk about him more and I'm going to absolutely gush over him when we start talking about him. But Devon Witherspoon, you know, yeah, he could add, he could add, you know, a little bit more muscle. But, you know, I think a lot of the time, like we're getting into this again, we've talked about it again, like it's a passing league these days. It's not a running league. And yeah, sure. If he can, if he can stop the run, that's absolutely great. But a lot of teams are going to pick him up because they entrust him with picking up one of the, one of the, the first or second best receiver on any NFL team. And like, he's going to have the ability to do that. I think really the only thing, he could improve on his just if he can get more interceptions because he had like 14 pass breakups last year, which is just that's insane numbers. So if he can actually turn even like two or three of them into interceptions, like he's going to be uh, one of the best, you know, players coming out of this draft and w- in what is one of the best cornerback drafts. It's one of the best quarterback drafts going, Michael. The question is, how high would he go? I mean, could the Panthers pick him? I'm not saying that number one, but could the Panthers pick him at some point? Uh, I'm intrigued to see where he lands. Yeah, definitely. A lot of the, the mocks that I've been reading so far have had him going to Detroit. Uh, some have had him going at six, others at 18. It's, it's a bit of a guessing game, really. I mean, I think he has the potential to go at either spot. Um, yeah, Connell mentioned about the, the pass breakups he only allowed well it was less than 35% of passes completed against him in the last year so I mean the guy clearly is good at what he does uh, he's warranted this sort of high grade that he's been given 
Um, I would have him over Gonzalez. Um, I'm excited to hear what Connell has to say about, say about him next, just to hear how he sort of compares the two of them. But uh, yeah, it'll it'll be first round, whether or not high high, I don't know. You know, top twenty probably. Um, but yeah, looking forward to see where he lands. The batting market for Ray Lands is really, really interesting. So I don't be surprised if he goes top five. Like genuinely, it, it could be a crazy situation if he does. Uh, Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon is next, lads. Um, Dar, if you're saying he's your number one pick, I mean, he's he's got that combination of size, athleticism, and it was production. Went from um, Oregon, from Colorado, sorry, to Oregon in 2022, and he hasn't looked back since. And it's so, I'm presuming he's your number one in this position, yeah? Yeah, he's he's my number one corner. Um, I mean, Weatherspoon's a great player, obviously, we shouldn't diminish him, but uh, he's my uh, he's my top player overall. Um, at, at cornerback uh, in the entire secondary overall. So uh, I think the first thing you look at with him is the the athleticism and the size and the length. Come from a family that had uh, incredible talent in terms of his sister was a, a Olympic gold medalist as a as a hurdler i mean it's just a he comes from a long line of of traits um the it's incredible the instincts and the fluidity he shows at, at his frame and his build uh, i don't think he should be afraid of any receiver in the nfl lined up one-on-one and that's a very very highly regarded thing to say of such a young player like gonzalez is um someone maybe flew under the radar in, in previous years but I mean he just came to the forefront in his final season as at Oregon as by like I mean he's a, I think he's a not even getting the uh, credit he deserves as a top 10 pick I think he's a he should be in that top three level of of caliber of player especially given how valuable corners are now in the current NFL Connell is there any negative with Christian Gonzalez at all that you can find because you're both very very high up in him you're really gonna make me talk talk bad about Christian Gonzalez. I'm I'm so prudent when it comes to this. I'm like, right, is there a negative that we can find it? And then if something happens during the year, please God, it doesn't make him like, oh, yeah, I guess no. we talked about this a few months ago. Yeah, I guess the 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 only thing is maybe while he is an absolutely elite athlete, he is like a little bit not not skinny, but like he can just be bullied around a little bit. If you have like a, a massive receiver, like if an if he comes up against an AJ Brown, AJ Brown is more than likely just gonna kind of give him a little bit of a jab move or something like that, or give him a little bit of a push that the that the officials might not see, and he's gonna get kind of thrown around a little bit. But like things like that, I mean, he moves so fluidly like he's not if he if this guy falls out of the top 10 teams are making a massive mistake like that's that's how good he is like the if the the eagles like at number 10 if they don't pick him like if he falls to them they don't pick him they're making a massive mistake to be honest because like that's how good christian gonzalez is and like if there weren't all these like quarterbacks that people are absolutely falling over for like he's he's going you know even top five probably in this draft like that's how good I think he is he's my surefire number one corner like I think there's a kind of considerable margin between them but I love him absolutely and the Eagles defense at the minute <laughs> is really really struggling so it would be interesting to see where they you know where he goes will he be available do you reckon Michael at that position um it's tough to say. I think, uh, as I said, I, I had Weatherspoon just slightly ahead of him, but that's just sort of on personal preference. Um, 
the Eagles will be a great fit and for him personally what a programme to go into you know I know they didn't win the Super Bowl but to go into an organisation fresh off making it that deep into the playoffs that it'll be a great motivating factor for him um, and you're, when you start looking there sort of in the top 10 um, I'm thinking maybe the Falcons potentially it's uh, listen there's an endless amount of spots where he could go and it's just whether or not he's who's lucky enough to have him follow them on the day and who pulls the trigger first, uh, that'll just be the difference, really. I, I'm, I'm intrigued to where he's going to go because I honestly had him second and now you're all saying basically that like it's, I'm, I'm loving this. Like, this is why I love it with this because we all have such different opinions on this so I'm just looking forward to see what's going to happen in the draft night. The crack in the WhatsApp group or the stream TBC is going to be mighty. Um. Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State's next up on the list. Probably one of the longest guys I've seen in his position, Dara. His reach is unbelievable, but the growth that he has shown year on year at Penn State now coming into the league is superb. And um, he's got he is quite you know high hipped. That could be an issue, but his ball skills are excellent and he's hopefully going to be an asset for whoever drafts him. Yeah, I mean you can tell he's the the son of a, a an NFL player in, in in Joey Porter, who is now Joey Porter Senior, I suppose we should be calling him. Um, he's a phenomenal uh, prospect. I mean, as you mentioned, the length, uh, is yeah, maybe not the most fluid mover in space, but ideal length. Uh, as Penn State just turn out these athletes every year, and Porter is no exception. I think if we were talking about a weaker class, you know, maybe didn't have as much high end talent as this one is. Porter could maybe be even higher up some teams' boards. It just it's due to the depth of the position that we're talking about in this cornerback class, maybe that's knocking and maybe teams can find, you know, guys in the middle rounds that can replace for Porter. So yeah, other than that, I mean, he's uh, there's I'm, I'm sure Connell and, and Michael might find some holes in this game, but at, at the minute, I don't see too many as a really prototypical corner that can play in the slot or outside in the NFL. Yeah, it's funny because we sort of looked at like a like the first two Connell and there there is a bit of a gap here. Um, he can be really impactful in in, in deep covers, but he he's he's a day one starter for sure in this league, regardless of where he goes. Yeah, and I think I think a lot one thing that most people will like about him is he actually has a decent bit of maturity about him because he ended up staying like he could have come out last year, but he ended up staying in college this year to actually like finish off his, his college degree. And it was like kind of a decision he made and his family made. So I think a lot of teams will like that, but also that he was able to develop as a player while still finishing off getting his degree. And, you know, like teams are always going to love NFL, you know, pedigree, like within your family, like that, that, that kind of gives you like a couple extra picks up the draft board with any, with anybody really. And he has prototypical corner, you know, corner physicality or even, you know, better than what most people have. I guess the, the really only knock is that he's a little bit scheme dependent. Like, so some teams might not even have him just because he doesn't, you know, he is a little bit more of a man coverage corner rather than his own defense type of guy but when he does play man coverage there's really like like the guys ahead of him are not like just that much like worlds away from how good uh joey porter jr is in this draft like i i like these cornerbacks like if you're kind of splitting hairs uh when it comes to all of them like they're all just really really good his da is 45 his da is 13 years older than me lads and um Let's just say he he played in the league for 15 years 
and was an all pro and in multiple pro bowls, 45 years of age. Um, Michael, am, am I getting older? What's the crack here? Where is he going to land, do you reckon? If, if, if you had to look at a landing spot for him or a potential landing spot, embrace me with your knowledge. Um, sometimes I feel like I, I you know, I, I'm too generous whenever it comes to sort of lumping maybe a first round grade on players. But the three fellas that we've talked about are cornerback so far, I definitely think warrant that. Um, I would love to see Porter land at the Seahawks. I would be delighted with that. Um, I just think he has the ability to come in and sort of take over a starting role straight away. Um, the we mentioned there about his sort of man-to-man work and his coverage that way. He's great when the ball's in the air. He, he high points the football and he really attacks and defends well that way. He doesn't let receivers do too well with their hands. You know, obviously within the laws of the game, you can't physically grab someone's hands, but he frustrates players in, in, in a way that I think sort of elevates his, his play in a man-to-man role. And yeah, first round grade for me, if it was the Seahawks, I'd be happy with that. I'd say you would, man. You definitely would at the minute. Uh, Deontay Banks from Maryland is our final option as we get ready to look at the next class after this here. Um, so, 205 pounds, quarterback in the draft. This guy, Dara, 6'2", very strong. He's got a very, very sturdy, filled out frame, very physical. Um, could be an interesting option towards the end of the first, mid-second, second day because you know he can improve like any player, but he has had a shoulder injury previously. He has strong tackles, but you would le- like to see him improve his ball production. So there are situations there where there are many positives, but he does need to work more in order to get up the board. But you're, we're looking at a guy that you know solidly would be on a second day pick probably. Yeah, I mean, providing the injury concerns are all clear and obviously we on the outside looking in, we don't know uh, how these teams, you know, these teams have more info than us in terms of, you know, injury history and how likely they are to suffer re-injuries down the line. But providing that's all clear, I don't see a way he falls out of the first round. He's and like the athleticism is off the charts and teams covered at that corner more than really any position in the league. To run ran a four three four three five forty at the at the combine. He jumped 42 inches vertically uh, over 11 feet, four inches broad. That's just insane insanity numbers for a corner who's over six foot tall you don't really see that every day um maybe flew under the radar a wee bit in terms of his tape at college you know teams uh, analysts weren't necessarily shouting the name Deontay Banks from the hilltops all season long he uh maybe the sample size is a little bit smaller than some of the other players we've talked about already but I mean if you want to talk about a player you can mold into a an all pro level cornerback. I, I see Banks as that every day of the week. Yeah, and he, you look Connell at a guy that has obviously, as I said a second ago, got the strength and great measurables, but he has left interceptions on the field. He has had questionable decision making skills. But I guess with any young player in college when they've got a high ceiling and a very, very good base to work from, there's always going to be things to improve on. But there there has been situations where you'd like to see him work a bit harder. Yeah, like you literally mentioned what I was going to mention. Like those are Sorry. the knocks on him. <laughs> like he he has, like he does, you know, I think I said the same thing about Witherspoon where he could have had more interceptions or he could have, he could have done a little bit more. He's a little bit erratic, but I think with Witherspoon, he's just a little bit more refined kind of everywhere else when it comes to, to just his coverage skills. But Deontay Hall, not to say he's not, 
you know, he's not polished. Like he absolutely is. Like he does everything right, but sometimes he can just be bailed out just a tiny bit, I guess, by his by his overall athleticism. Like he's 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 so fast that if he does get lost, maybe by a little step to to another wide receiver, like he he's fine because he can catch up in another two or three steps because he's just that fast. So I think you know, like a lot of teams, they they'll they'll be willing to to risk it because of this athletic ability that he has doesn't come around a whole lot you know I think him and like another guy who I had next on my board Keely Ringo like both of them just really really fast players both of them you know over six feet they really do everything well they're kind of they're kind of similar to me but Ringo kind of fell down a lot recently people have been looking at his tape didn't really like him but Deontay Hall really like one of the top five top six guys in this really really strong class like so I think at points people are just trying to pick holes in these guys because they just need a reason to not pick them rather than a reason to pick them that's literally me at the minute trying to pick holes and trying to make just sort of see what players work what, what, what players don't um 4.36 40 yard dash michael bucky brook saying that he's going to rise as the draft process continues he thinks he'll rise as much as possible and um, any team that you could see him going to or do you think if it is an early or mid day two it's going to really depend on um the positions at the time and we, you know we could see multiple trades on the on, on the first night that could that could completely ball that whole situation I've just talked about. Yeah, listen, I, I was saying there about sort of being generous with first round grades. Um, and Dara was saying there how he would be unfortunate to sort of fall out of the first round. There's every chance he goes that high. I'm thinking second round sort of top fifty player definitely. Um, thinking maybe Pittsburgh. They have a pick there at the start of the second. They also have one actually directly on. Pick 50 as well. Maybe Washington as well could be another landing spot for him. Uh, a clearly talented player um, who's, who's done well across the board so far. And, you know, first first round, I think, maybe, you know, it, w- it would be great for him. And again, we were talking um, about teams wanting that fifth-year option. Maybe that could be a reason to go up and get him in the first. But I don't think he falls any further than midway through the second. Okay, I'll take you up on that and maybe put a small tipple on that 18 plus. Please gamble aware, folks. I never told you to do anything I got there. We don't have a betting sponsor yet, so we we will see what happens. Uh, That's it for this class. We're going to look ahead in our final preview on safeties. And I guess, lads, that's it. Thank you so much, lads, for again. And thanks to everyone that's listened to this podcast. Um, We have been blown away by the support of this podcast since it's first launched. So thank you all so much, and we'll see you soon. Slug of fun.